Hi guys, welcome to this episode of Your Best Self Podcast. Um, today I have a guest. I am super excited um, to have Lucy on. Lucy, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited. Oh, I'm so excited as well. So we are going to be discussing um, common mindsets um, that we have found um, that women work, uh, struggle with when it comes to sustainable fat loss and um, yeah, like all about this. So I, I feel like we could talk for hours about this. Um, so yeah. we are going to try and condense it. Um, we've got some structure, we've got some questions that are going to go through. Um, but I think to start with, maybe just um, tell us a little bit about you, like um, what do you do, who do you help, maybe some hobbies, interests. Yeah, so hi everyone. My name is Lucy Evans. I still find it weird saying my like full name out loud because I've only been married a year and I'm like that's not even my name (laughs) (laughs) so I got married last year um but like Heather I am a online fitness coach and I support and I help women um feel better in themselves physically mentally um but most of all in a way that's realistic and sustainable long term and I've been doing that now for just under three years and yeah I love it I just love watching people go from that like this is a chore this is something that's miserable and unenjoyable to yeah like this is a lifestyle and I actually want to do it um so yeah outside of work I am multiple things a wife a daughter sister um And yeah, a lot of the time you'll even find me kind of working on my own fitness goals. So yeah, I'm like massively into my CrossFit um, or I'll just be spending time with like my husband, family, watching some Netflix or like out for a roast dinner, you know, just all of those kind of things. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So very relatable to like everybody like you love to go out you love to socialize you love to drink you love to have like yeah. family meals um so yeah I suppose it's like you live the life that you're helping your clients get and that's kind of what I'm all about as well like so being like a mum like also working part-time like but being like me as well and remembering about me and where I yeah. fit in and all this like so it is about it's real life isn't it it's like real life yeah. sustainable results So that's why I'm so excited about like getting on the podcast and getting your insights on this topic, because like I know for me, there was there was a time where I was always looking for the quick fix, like and or the next fad diet or I was reading like the like the magazines because like for me, it was the magazines like because I'm probably a little bit older than you but like I would be reading magazines <laughs> on, on there like women's health and stuff and like, like this is the next diet this is or closer like the weekly diet like this is the thing I'm going to do next week um so I was always getting sucked in with this like and getting really frustrated because I was like why am I not getting results why am I not making progress and then it became like this horrible vicious cycle like where I would try something for a week or two get no results fall off the wagon fall off track like and then it would be like a horrible like inner critic like self-deprecating chat and then it would be like enough is enough this is what I'm going to do this week and it was just a horrible horrible cycle um and I know a lot of people that that come to me have been in that in the past um, and it's trying to like move them away from that so guess the first question is like what are some of the most common like mindsets or like misconceptions that you've seen women fall into when it comes to like fat loss 
Yeah. So as I said, I as I said before we started recording, I feel like this is just something that we could talk about for so long. And when I was thinking about this question, I was like, there are so many misconceptions and so many um mindsets that I just I think especially as a coach, because we're surrounded by people now that see this as a lifestyle and you know I have broken that vicious cycle it's really hard to you always have to always remind yourself to take yourself back to the things that some people do still struggle with and it's sad that these misconceptions are still out there but so I try to kind of break it down and put it under like this bit next bit under like one heading and the first thing I think is that people feel like they need to take it to extremes to see results um so whether that be something like drastically low calories or cutting out food groups like carbs or chocolate like I've definitely been there where I've said okay on Monday I'm not gonna ever eat chocolate ever again (laughs) a sad existence I know (laughs) like um saying no to social events like you know uh, for me I am quite a social person like I said at the start I love going out with family I love going for like drinks with the girls and just doing things like for me that's a big part of my lifestyle and it makes me really sad when people say I just feel like I have to either say no or restrict myself at events like that to see results um so I think just in general if I had to sum it up it would be like having that all or nothing mindset and I think it's because like you said a lot of women especially a lot of women I coach as well they they grow up in that culture where like I I did myself my mum was always on a diet she was always going to like Slimming World Weight Watchers etc um and you know nothing to her like she didn't know any different herself either so I think it's because we we've been conditioned and like we've grown up around all these extremes that you have to do all of these things to actually see the results and it it couldn't be further from the truth yeah absolutely and yeah that's like really similar to me like and again like my mom didn't didn't know any about the like the, the education wasn't there like yeah or, she potentially thought that that was the right thing to do um but it was like Atkins Slim World yeah Scottish Slimmers like all these kind of things like you were grown up against that and then I suppose now there's the full social media like yeah and what you surround yourself with online like who you're following um what they are advertising what they are um saying that they do and you're thinking oh okay well if they do that and they've got these great results like I'll do that like and who like and again like um friend groups and stuff like that like your peers like and it's it's really hard when everyone around about you is doing all these things um to move away from that um yeah Yeah, definitely I agree I think um it's really easy to be like oh that's working for them so it must work for me or so-and-so in the office has cut out carbs and they've lost x amount and then you think you need to go and cut out carbs to see results and yeah like I said that just couldn't couldn't be further from the truth yeah so in your experience like why do you think like a lot of like many women do tend to turn to quick fixes diet like quick fix diets rather than like long-term lifestyle changes and sustainable Um, I think there's a few reasons really like 
firstly, I feel as we've kind of progressed in like technology and things like that, we're so used to just having things instantly, like all the time. And I always say this like quote that's like, um, your body is not Amazon Prime. It's not going to just show up like tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've seen it somewhere and I like adapted it. But um, yeah, I think like we all live in this world where everything you can just get so accessible now at like the, the click of your fingers that people think like, okay, I'm going to sign up to a coach and I'm going to suddenly just get the results or because that's just how we unfortunately are just conditioned now we're like impatient I think as humans Mm. (laughs) um and so yeah I think definitely just the society we live in is like people are just so uncomfortable with that that like delayed gratification and we are just like impatient but also I would say sustainable isn't like what you would call sexy and glamorous whereas people that are on like quick fixes and are seeing like you know five pounds lost this week or um oh I you know I you know whatever let's say let's keep it on on weight loss I guess people will be like I've lost five pounds this week and be like wow that's so amazing and it's something to like celebrate and and almost like not gloat about but kind of and whereas when you're doing a sustainable approach and it's actually um like just something you do in your day-to-day life it's not always exciting like you don't have those big wins every week and you don't have people like you don't have big things to shout about because you literally just do it every day um and it almost does become mundane like yes there's ways you can keep it exciting and I think it's important that you do try and keep it exciting but it's not going to be this glamorous process that we can all shout about and everyone will be like wow that's amazing because actually it isn't and I think most people like don't when it comes down to it they struggle to to see it as mundane and they think that you know when when it has become boring they need to then move on to the next thing absolutely absolutely and I'm like let's actually join all this this stuff (laughs) I I just recorded a podcast um and it was I, I spoke about this in it um and I think like everything you've just said there's spot on like because sustainable isn't sexy sustainable isn't glamorous and sometimes as a coach like I can see people going through the, the process and I can see people being a bit like is this it is this what I'm yeah. doing? and you're about like yeah because this is what's going to get your results like so people think sustainable is like boring um mundane which you're absolutely right it is but my question to like these people is, why are you looking for the excitement in your diet? Like, I, I, sometimes I think that people don't, they have to look elsewhere for that in their lives. So whether that is getting a new hobby, um, trying a new class, like doing stuff that actually grounds them and, and helps them like stay sane, I suppose, like so that the, the, all the, the joy and the excitement is not coming from trying the next diet and doing this so that like you exactly like you say it becomes part of their lifestyle part of their their like bread and butter what they do day in day out but they're just um they're finding other ways to create the excitement that 
get like trying the next fad diet had like given them in the past um yeah. I'm interested to know like how do you make it exciting for clients like how what kind of things do you do uh so I'll always have like mini goals along the way so whenever anybody starts they'll always have their long-term goal that they're working towards which you know nine times out of ten is fat loss um and then we'll break it down in terms of like okay what do you actually want to achieve within this um and you know get them to start thinking about things that they might not have even ever considered before like how heavy they can lift on a certain weight or um I don't know like like I've had people that can't even run 5k be like okay I'm gonna go for a half marathon and actually start focusing on other goals and things outside of fat loss and the fat loss will look after itself it doesn't mean that you're not working towards that but just almost doing things like keeping it interesting by like creating things that they didn't really know was possible for themselves and showing them because I always think that you get it like bored with something when it almost becomes within your comfort zone and you almost sometimes have to be like sat always that little bit outside of your comfort zone to feel excited and and have something that you're working towards and not get bored of of life and when you are getting bored that's when you know maybe you do need to change something you don't need to change the whole approach but maybe you just need to introduce something new or something else along the way whilst you're working towards that yeah and that's such a good point as well and it's something that I do with clients as well so getting them to, to focus on like what they're doing in the gym like their lifts in the gym um yeah. or like if they do have like another another goal to so focus here I also set like um, like little monthly challenges in the group as well and these have different themes and it, again it's just to keep people engaged and excited because it can, it does get boring and I think it's something that we do have to be aware of and anticipate like you will yeah. get bored at some point it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a bad thing like yeah. I don't know like I, I think sometimes being bored gets all these negative like connotations and stuff but as there's as as it wrong to be bored like on your when you're thinking about sustainable fat loss but like is it is it wrong to be bored when you're doing that because that like there has been times me me when I've been like like leaning down and stuff and I'm like it's it's taking me like like a year and a half to do it like when I when I leaned down to like like my the leanest that I'd been it took me a year and a half because I wanted to do it like I wanted to do it in a sustainable way and it was like there was times where I was like oh here we go again like but I was like well, you know what this is part of the process like yeah. so you just have to get used to it um so sometimes I think it is like it's been okay with being bored with it um yeah and I also always like to remind my clients as well it's like so nobody comes to, like I don't like nobody would come to me for like a six week shred or a quick fix and if they did I would tell them straight off the bat like this is not what I do so I'm not the coach for you um so it's like reminding people that this is why you came like you were done with fad diets you were done with yo-yo dieting like but if that's what you're used to like there is going to always be like that allure to it you're like oh, maybe I'll just try that because sometimes I even get sucked into it like we went on holiday um a few weeks ago, oh, maybe it was longer than that. It doesn't really matter how long. <laughs> it was like, when we booked it, I was like, I need to go on a diet. Like, they were yeah. automatic, like, and this is what I need to do. Like, there was, so I still was getting sucked in. I was like, like what can I do? Because I think we booked it so last minute, I was like, four weeks. And I was like, what can I do in four weeks? I was like, what am I doing? Yeah. Why these, like, 
of what they came and if you've been used to this like or if it's been a big part of your life they are going to crop up sometimes it is about calling yourself out on the bullshit as well isn't it yeah 100% and I think as well like sustainable fat loss like people think it's going to take them longer but actually sustainable fat loss will be quicker if you keep stopping and starting on fad diets yeah 100% because you can get it might take you a year two years doing it this way but doing it quickly nine times out of ten most people put the weight back on and then they don't learn anything because it's done so quickly and then they end up back in that vicious cycle and then that cycle just repeats and repeats repeats for years and years and years and before you know it you look back and you're like oh yeah I've been trying to lose weight for about 10 years and you're like well if you just committed to or, or you know got your head around the slow and sustainable approach we'd be there by now we'd you know and I think getting people to understand that is tough because it goes back to that whole people get bored and then when they get bored they think they need to move on and they don't they just actually that's when they need to keep going I I say this a lot to clients that maybe have been with me for like let's say three months they've got good results they're not so unhappy anymore that they that they're like really giving it their 100% because something needs to change um but they're still they've still got a way they want to go but they've been doing it for like three months now let's say and it almost becomes a little bit like that whole mundane and I always say like this is now really where the real work starts because it's you you know it's great what you can achieve in three months obviously that's still something to celebrate but it's about how whether you can actually keep that up when it becomes boring when the motivation's worn off and to me like that mark or when you get to that point doesn't have to be three months in but you will get to that point eventually and a lot of people give up at that point because they're like well this is boring now it's normalizing boring like you said and realizing that boring it doesn't have to be a bad thing it actually means it's just become a lifestyle probably yeah and that's exactly what you want as well so as a bit embracing that that boredom sometimes like but obviously yeah. not letting it be a barrier for you stopping like like you say like that is when the work starts yeah Yeah. um so I feel like we really need to speak about the skills in this podcast because personally I think this is a huge barrier um for a lot of women and it's what we spoke about before people who have came from a Weight Watchers slimming world like Scottish slimmer background and the main marker of progress here has been the skills so like what kind of things do you use to like to shift like women's focus from like just that number on the scales and just when they're like every week they're like I've not made any progress because the scales haven't been down um to like a more holistic like sustainable view of their health and fitness goals yeah so I'm a big believer in like knowledge is power and if you know if you're educated on the scales and you know how that number is made up then you're going to be able to rationalize with it a lot more if it doesn't go your way one week or, you know, it plateaus or it goes up. Um, so I'm a big, I guess, advocate of like educating my clients with everything that they need to know about the skills, you know, like, like, because again, it goes back to that whole difference between weight loss and fat loss. So we've grown up in a society where 
our weight loss or how we it, like how we look is measured on the scales and what people don't realize is actually what like you could be losing weight yeah and, and you could be losing fat but you could also be losing muscle you could also be losing water and some and a lot of people don't know that I definitely didn't know that you know when I probably first started out I always thought yeah okay I need to be x amount on the scales to be considered kind of healthy so i think understanding what can impact the scales um definitely helps you rationalize um with it better and then also just like getting people to start using other forms of progress um and measuring other forms of progress like how their clothes fit and how confident they feel in themselves because I, you probably get the same but I might get people come to me and say I, I want to be a certain weight and I'm like do what it's not about the weight it's not actually about that number it's about what what like comes with that number you might have been that weight before and that's when you felt really confident in clothes or you might have been able to have gone for a job for example that you wouldn't feel comfortable to do if you weren't happy in your body and yourself um because ultimately I always find that's why people want to be a certain weight is because of everything that comes with that weight not actually the number itself and getting people and digging that little bit deeper and helping people understand why they truly want to be that that way is a massive way to get people to shift their mindset yeah absolutely absolutely and yeah because it's like that number like once you dig a wee bit deeper about like the why it's usually for me it's like oh I was that weight when I was when I got married or I was in that I was that weight when I was I went my like first girl's holiday and it's like well it wasn't actually the weight it wasn't the number and the scales it was like the circumstances that you were in it was the time of your life like of course you're going to be happy when you're on like your first girl's holiday like you're carefree yeah. you're probably single you have no children like yeah. you know what I mean like it's not that it wasn't like you were like 70 kilos in the scales it was it was everything else um and for me as well like I, sometimes it is about setting those realistic expectations as well so it's like if you're trying to get to like a certain weight it's kind of like well or even like looking at a certain person who weighs or looks a certain Mm. weight it's about being really being realistic because I'm like well that person might train six days a week eats like whatever like low calorie or whatever they they eat like whatever their diet is like well you're actually you work full-time and you have three children like there's no way that you can do that so it's about setting those realistic expectations as well like with the scales um and like you say like educating clients like I don't think there's a single week where I don't speak about the scales no (laughs) I'm so so fine with that because for me getting my head around the scales was one of the best things that I did because I was always I was that person that was on the scales every morning and it would impact my day if I stepped on the scales and they were up a little bit I would be like fuck this I'm done like I'm this is just not happening why am I not making progress what's going on I would be a horrible person to be around like yeah I'd be snapping at everybody like and I would I would end up overeating because I would be thinking well this isn't it's not working 
And it was only when I started to get educated and I was like, oh, right, okay, oh my God. So everything impacts the skill. Yeah. <laughs> everything impacts school. I'm like, right, okay, well, I was overreacting a little bit there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it does, like, it, just knowing, I think, helps you, like, the, the number not have so much power over you. Like you said, it would affect your mood and you think it's something you were doing wrong. So what's the point? Because you you thought you were doing everything right and the scales are going up, for example. And actually, you just might not have gone to the toilet yesterday. Like, or you might have just eaten a bigger meal last night and you realise, okay, well, actually, it's not my fault. Like, that's just impacted the scales. And tomorrow, if I weigh myself again, they'll probably be back down, you know? Mm-hmm. yeah and I think as it it's like it's learning to desensitize yourself to that number yeah because really at the end of the day like if we like zoom out and rationalize that number what does it matter yeah because I I weigh the same now to what I weighed probably when I first started like my like health and fitness journey like oh my gosh 10 11 years ago I look yeah. completely different. Yeah. And it's like, it's it's known like, so you're not going up to something being like, oh, hi, my name's Heather. I weigh 80 kilos. Like nobody gives a <laughs> yes, shit. Like, so, you know I mean? so nobody knows how much you weigh. Like, <laughs> and you could look completely different. You could look better. You could feel better. Your clothes are fitting better. You're lifting more in the gym. You're feeling confident. You're feeling empowered. You're feeling great with your partner. Your relationship is much better. You've got more patience with your kids. You're performing great at work because you've got all this focus, concentration. And what so what does it matter if all these things are improving, but the scales aren't going down? Like, really, what does it matter? Yeah. I have to say as well, like you said about the whole, um, you weigh the same now, but you look completely different. That's something that I've really had to get my head around as I've built more muscle. And I also have to try and help my clients understand that because most people that have come from like let's say a diet club background haven't really normally done much exercise with it and if they have then it's not normally been like lifting weights in a gym and people will say oh I want to get back to 10 stone let's say and I'll be like thing is you might not ever get back to 10 stone because you might actually have because we've started lifting weights and you're exercising you know in the gym a lot more you've probably added a bit of muscle and therefore 10 stone might not be possible for your body anymore and that's the same with even I have to remind myself of that now like when I do I don't I rarely ever weigh myself anymore and I'm grateful that I've got myself to that point but when I do sometimes I can get on it like this is the heaviest I've ever weighed but it's actually the most muscle I've ever had and I'm the strongest I've ever been at the same time and people were like oh yeah I really want to be strong I want to be fitter and that might sometimes come with the scales increasing and it's about letting go of that number and if your goals are to be stronger and fitter the scales are no really measure of progress when it comes to that at all. No they're really not so things like your progress pictures like logging your weights in the gym like yeah because I don't know, like, sometimes I'm, like, to, like, my clients, I'm, like, well, how do you know you're getting stronger? Because you're not logging anything. Like, it's, it's a little bugbear of mine. I'm, like, get your weights logged in because yeah. it is so motivating. And, again, we're talking about, like, things being mundane and boring. If you know you're getting, if you know you're getting stronger, 
week to week in the gym and you're lifting a wee bit more or you're doing more reps um, or you're getting deeper in your squats for instance like that's motivating like that's progress yeah. so like yeah so it's like moving away from that like and what I what I love like so I know like none of my clients like doing progress pictures at the start like I don't force them to do progress pictures but what I do say to them is that, like I've never known anybody who has regretted doing progress pictures when they look at like three, six, 12 months down the line and see how far they've came. Nobody likes doing them at the start, but see sometimes if I've got somebody who's having like a little bit of a wobble with the scales and they're like, oh, I'm not making any progress, what's happening? And I and I'm dead, I'll get like, do progress pictures next week, side by side with the first progress pictures. And I'm like, look, and it, 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 I'm like, look at the progress you're making. And then it's like that, I love that wee light bulb moment where it's like, oh, wow, right, okay. Like, yeah. I can oh, move and it's like that, you see that like motivation again and that boost because you're like, okay, I actually have come really far and I'm not going to give up now because look how far I have come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the, and the thing as well, it's like what we spoke about before, like if you have always been, or if your background as fad diets, slim and world, weight watchers, if you're surrounded by people who are like, I'm doing no carbs and I've lost six pounds and you're sitting thinking why have I not lost six pounds like well you've not lost six pounds of fat you've lost six pounds of water because you've not eaten any carbs like so but if you have this knowledge behind it you can be like oh well that's great for you but I like in your head you're like well I know that I just yeah like some of my clients will say to me now oh um like they'll just sit there smug like feeling a bit smug that they know actually that they they're glad that they're not doing it that way anymore you know and at the end of the day it's a case of whatever works for for you but for people that have had that unhealthy relationship with the scales it's almost freeing when you can start to you know listen to conversations like that and not get bothered by them and because you know you know the reality yeah absolutely so do you think like for you is there any specific mindset shifts that you find like most effective with your clients like to stay committed to like sustainable fat loss yeah so I think going back to what you said actually is like setting that expectation from the start so I think just making sure people are in that mindset from the beginning that this isn't going to be a quick process helps you then rationalize with it being a slower process because when you know I'll have people come to me that say, I want this to be a lifestyle. And then they'll lose only a pound, let's say, in a check-in. And actually, then they almost, you see them rationalizing with themselves in their own check-in. They're like, at first when I stepped on the scales, it was only a pound. But actually, I want this to be a slow process because it means I'm doing it in a realistic way. So definitely saying that expectation from the start, like it isn't a quick fix and is definitely helps you rationalize it for sure um and helping people understand like why slower is better is a key one so I when some people say to me uh, it's kind of going into the next question a little bit but when people will say to me oh I'm just tempted to give up and because I'm not seeing results quick enough I'll say think of all the things that you can now do because you're doing this in a realistic way like you said to me at the beginning that you find 
uh, you're too strict and restricted at social events. And for the last three months, you've been able to go out and enjoy meals out with your family. You've been having the same dinners as your children, you know, like all these things that they they aren't able to do when they're doing it quickly because they're stuck on like maybe stuck on like three shakes a day or, um, you know, have got only X amount of points to play with or something like that. Um, so just getting people to see why slower is better um, is key. And like we just said, really, like the mini goals, like not actually getting you to focus on things other than fat loss, because I think the fat loss will look after itself if you're focusing on those daily habits. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like, yeah, if you're focusing on like your daily non-negotiables, your daily habits, like that process is going to get like that's if you focus on that, like it will take care of itself. Um, yeah, yeah, I love all that. And like, what I like to say to my clients is like, get okay with the messy middle ground. Like, move away from these extremes. Not every week is going to be perfect. We don't want yeah. it to be, um, because perfectionism doesn't exist. And you guys all lead busy lives. Like, most of my clients have have children. Um, most of my clients work full time. Um, you cannot. Ha- you're never going to have a perfect week. So, like get consistent moving away from extremes moving away from that perfectionist all or nothing mindset and getting on cable living in that messy middle ground like yeah normalizing like what i would call a setback setback what they would call a setback if that makes sense like normalizing there will be weeks where work is just busy and you can't get to the gym as many times as you want to which might slow down your progress a little bit this week but that doesn't matter it's fine because that's part of life you know and I think like just getting people not to dwell on it as well is key yeah absolutely I'm kind of of going into the next question (laughs) so the next question was like how do you address setbacks um, or plateaus um, that women might encounter on their fat loss journey and um, might like mean that they get discouraged and they feel that itch to get back into a quick fix yeah and I just think um what I said about like the whole dwelling is sometimes we can say things about ourselves that almost become these like self-fulfilling prophecies that we're like oh I always give up or I I always uh, okay I always give up when I go out for the weekend with the girls let's say and actually no you don't give up you just had a good time and you you wanted to have a few more drinks than you normally would or actually it was your daughter's birthday and you didn't want to be thinking about how much cake you could have or you know whether or not what the calories are in in that meal that everyone's having you know you just actually you just wanted to enjoy it and be present in the moment and I think just reminding yourself that you're not that person you you just had a day that didn't go to what you would class as perfect and that's okay um it's not going to be easy all the time and I think when people start reverting back to quick fixes is when they almost let those days become them and they define themselves as those days when they're not they're just normal part of life because they're human beings absolutely and that's like it's so funny that that's that was literally just what I spoke about in this podcast as well because I had a client who was having like she's just back a holiday and was having like she just couldn't get back into it. She was just thinking that she was just never going to get back into it. And I was like, we have to see these weeks as part of the process. 
-hmm. and you haven't failed because what can you learn from them because you will never it's it's never failure if you can learn um and that's what like so I always try to get my clients to feel like when they are feeling like that to reflect like in a non-judgmental way and look at that week and be like well what went wrong and how can I make it a little bit better next week yeah um because we are all going to have setbacks. They're a, they're a perfectly normal part of the process. We are all going to have plateaus because you cannot make progress all the time. Like you were saying earlier about like um, a client who maybe makes great progress in, in three months. Like remember when you first started lifting and it was like new begins and you were like adding yeah. weight on every single week and you were like, this is great. Especially in CrossFit as well. Like I remember when I first yeah. started and I was like, oh my God, I'm so strong. And then I got like four or five years down the line. It was like putting... 0.25 on my squat in six weeks and I'm like yes but it <laughs> slows down and it's like you have to reframe it's not a plateau like you're just some like some weeks and some months because life is busy it might just mean like you do, you're chipping away but you're it's not a plateau like staying still is not a plateau because you're not moving backwards like yeah what a failure like you have to reframe that and then yeah like I I have a client I was actually chatting to yesterday about similar is she um is a teacher and so her summer holidays are often quite busy because that's like the big chunk of time that she gets off and she was saying how she has maintained throughout the whole of summer um and her goal is fat loss but she maintained and but for her that was a win because normally in the summer holidays she would go backwards because she had so many events on that she just didn't know how to handle and they would all get a little bit out of control so I think sometimes understanding like where you are in life or even where you are in your year and what you've got going on and what's actually realistic for you during that time I think helps you really work with the fact that if you are maintaining that's okay and that's actually something to celebrate because normally it would be when you go back absolutely I love that I love that and that's like amazing like to be and I think that's the thing as well so like I remember having a conversation with somebody and they were like, maintenance is like this magical unicorn that I just do not understand. How do people maintain their weight? And it's like, it's it's not really, it's not magical. It's not mysterious. It's like the consequence of your habits. Yeah. So if you've got like habits that you can sustain, then you will be able to maintain your results regardless of what you've got on. And it is a bit like, so for somebody who, like your client who had that really busy social like summer, it is about not going like absolutely mental every single um, like social occasion like she would have normally. It's about like just potentially like just setting herself, like so she has like her non-negotiables and then she sets herself like realistic targets for each of them that's how you maintain and it's like that's how you get incredible results but also how you learn and it's it's about that building that knowledge building that education and it's also about building that for you as well isn't it because every single person is going to be different like because we all have different lifestyles different goals different family life different careers like different struggles as well um so it's probably it's like educating yourself on that but I just feel like the mindset stuff is where it's at like yeah definitely and also like what you said about um the daily habits 
I always say like what got you here is what will keep you here so if you're going to like extremes and aiming for unrealistic step goals and working out every day you probably won't be able to keep it up to see any kind of results anyway but if you did you have to be able to sustain that if you actually want to stay where where you are because and that's why it is so important that you're doing things realistically and sustainably because and that actually fit into your lifestyle because you need to be able to keep this up it's not just something you stop and then you start and then you stop once you've got to your goal it's something that you need to be able to continue maintaining long term and I think that's when people fall down on maintenance is because they think that they should just stop everything that they've been doing and actually that's what's going to keep them there yeah and that's where like all the fad diets and all the quick fixes fall short as well because there's no education behind them you're literally just following a set of ridiculously strict rules for six eight weeks and then you go back to what you were doing before like that's why you can't maintain your results so like if you do want to maintain results you have to be able to stick to these things for the rest of your life like realistically we have to we have to be thinking lifelong like I'm not saying when you're 90 you're going to be going out and try to get like your 10,000 steps or whatever but like you know you have to be thinking like 5, 10, 20 years down the line like you have to be your mindset has to be there and I think that's tough for some people as well yeah yeah and so why it's important that you actually enjoy what you're doing because that's like you said your mindset is is a big part of that so if you're finding it I'm just going to say boring but we just said it was going to be boring but if you if you don't enjoy it and you find it miserable then you're never going to stick to it long term and things like quick fixes that tell you that you know you can't eat the same meal as your family and you um you know chocolate is bad or, or whatever make you miserable why would you want to cut chocolate out for your whole life <laughs> right I know I would not like I would literally be like that diet's going in the bin that is just absolute <laughs> rubbish <laughs> but and we've all been like, there and I don't know why like just no. because that's what we've been conditioned to believe <laughs> I know and then like the minute the diet stops you're literally shoving like sheer bar sheer bar sheer bar yeah. like cakes of chocolate in your mouth because you've restricted yourself so much yeah oh yeah like I remember when I was younger my mum would um not eat like basically not eat the whole day on the lead up to like slimming world like because there'd always be an evening way in and which again it, now I look at that I'm like well of course you're that's so much can affect that scale number in the evening but I didn't know that at the time and then she would like we'd get in the car and we'd eat like a load of chocolate because she hadn't eaten all day <laughs> yeah or it was like celebrating like I've lost I've lost three pounds this week so you'd celebrate like with food yeah and we laugh about it now it's funny because we know because luckily now there's so much more education out there and there's so many other people preaching this kind of stuff and not preaching that sounds like a weird word but you know what I'm saying (laughs) I know what you mean yeah yeah and that's the thing as well like with social media there's there's incredible accounts out there incredible accounts that that are giving you amazing information for free but there's also a lot of scam and yeah. shit out there. And I guess it's like looking at your social media feed as well. You yeah. have control over that. Like, so if there is things in there that you're like, 
I'm not really sure if this is like bullshit or whatever. Like, drop one of us a message, send us a post, and we'll be like, right, well, that's an absolute load of crap. Don't even listen to that. Um, or we can be like, right, well, maybe, like, but this is the context behind it, blah, blah, blah. But I think as well, like, deleting accounts, like, or, or muting, muting, like, your favourite celebrity if they're starting to advertise skinny lollipops or the fat loss injections yeah. or whatever, like, just give them a mute for, for a while because that's bullshit like yeah and I think actually similar um to that obviously like social media we can just unfollow or mute but a lot of my clients struggle in like the workplace when there's people around them that are saying things like especially when they first start and then maybe they're eating more protein let's say and there's like a common misconception that protein is only if you want to get like big and bulky um and you should and protein's only for men and, and you know all sorts and I think this is where like having a coach actually comes in really handy because you you have someone to message to be like so and so at work told me that this is the case like is that is that what I should be doing and you're just there as that voice of reason and having somebody there around you that actually knows what they're talking about and has got people the results doing the things that you're doing I think can be really key as well absolutely it's having that support and that reassurance um and like knowing that you do have somebody there that's got your back like yeah it does help like in keeping you accountable as well like we can't forget about accountability especially when we're talking about sustainable fat loss like it's and if you don't have a coach it's like trying to find ways to make yourself accountable to this the small things that you need to do day to day and to move you forward um but yeah thank you so much for taking the time out your day like I know how busy you are um to chat to me and to my listeners like I have literally got a a page full of notes here like (laughs) I love every single second of that um why don't you just let everybody know like where they can find you so I am mainly over on Instagram. My Instagram is Lucy underscore team lift. And yeah, I just chat over there on, you know, basically similar stuff to what we've just spoken about, you know, realistic, sustainable fat loss tips and just generally not even fat loss, like just how to feel better in yourself physically, mentally. Um, and yeah, that's where you can find me. Lovely. Thank I've you for having it. me. I've loved it. I like I said, I could chat about this all day and I know. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally but I one won't. of my favorite things to speak about. <laughs> yeah. Um I will pop your Instagram handle in the show notes, but thank you so much for taking the time and I will um speak to you soon. Thank you. <laughs> um